What are the top foods that are being sold by food truckers today? Everyone has an opinion of what is hot and what is not. Today I'm going to share some real numbers with you guys that are not based on my opinion or my guesses. Welcome to the 10 Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many people in the food truck owner landscape fancy themselves as mentors and coaches and gurus. They make blogs and TikTok videos and reels and YouTube videos, and they even have podcasts. They all have opinions. Some of them are researched. Some of them are made-up observations because they want to be a coach and pass on some knowledge to the new folks. Some of these guys and gals are trying to be helpful, and some are, well, let's just say they're clueless. In the last year, I have worked with 280 food trucks. Yes, 280. From April of 2022 to April of this year, 280 food trucks. Many come from my connections with a builder in Texas, and the rest came from my coaching business. These are all people that pay me to help them. This doesn't count all the free calls, because I've done another 106 of those. Doesn't count the emails or messenger questions that I get every single day because I quit counting those a whole bunch of months ago. But typically I get between four to six questions a day through email or through text. So let's just stick with the 280 folks that I work with and worked with enough to know what their menu is and then what is working for them and what is not working for them. So whenever I talk to somebody brand new to my coaching sessions, the very first question I ask them after we get the pleasantries out of the way is, hey, what is on the menu? And they tell me, and they keep telling me. And I get writer's cramp trying to keep up with what they're telling me. And this is just some of the things that they tell me. They'll say, I'm doing tacos. And then they'll list off every possible kind of meat they're going to put on a taco. Then burgers, then wings, then catfish, then shrimp, then barbecue, then crawfish, then chicken, then oxtails, Thai, Filipino, Korean, hot dogs, and every side your mama ever made at dinner is on their menu. And I hear this multiple times a day. So what we got to do is thin down that menu. And the people that have a focus, they have still often too much stuff on the menu. If they're only going to do tacos, they'll have six meats on that taco truck. You're not going to be able to sell all six of them and be able to hold them and keep the kind of quality that you want. So when it comes to menu, what does and doesn't work? And there's only two things you got to consider. One is flavor. One is quality. Every food truck park or every food truck rally that we attend, the food trucks with the longest lines are the ones that have the promise of flavor. Doesn't matter what the cuisine is, as long as it's unique enough and it has that promise of flavor. If you want to succeed long term, you pair flavor with great guest service and you're going to be a winner in the food truck game. When I talk to people, I want to know what makes their menu different than the hundred other trucks that are already doing their exact same ideas. How are they going to plus the show, as Walt Disney used to say? Plussing the show is taking good. Plussing the show is taking acceptable and making them great. Making them memorable. Making your food 
craveable. So what should you do the top foods that are on people's top five list? Will that guarantee success? Should you do something that's different just to be different? Is that going to be your ultimate path to success? What should you sell? And should you care what today's top fad is? Because whatever the most popular food truck is today probably is not going to be the most popular one tomorrow. And do you want to be locked into that fad menu? So let's look at a real success story. Dave Thomas of Wendy's. I got to work with Dave Thomas many, many years ago, and it was certainly a privilege. I learned more from him in the handful of years that I worked with Wendy's than anybody else I've worked for and spent decades in their company. He is one very smart and very direct guy. Not a whole lot of people, though, know his backstory. He was adopted at a very young age. He did not finish high school. He worked in restaurants from a very young age, starting as a dishwasher, and worked his way up. He worked very, very hard, and he learned from people that were smarter than him. He was a Kentucky Fried Chicken franchisee. Not a lot of people know that. He got to work very closely with Colonel Sanders. In fact, Dave Thomas is the guy that came up with the wobbly bucket on top of a lot of the older KFC units, the little roof emblem on the top that spun around and made it look like the chicken was wobbling side to side. That was Dave Thomas's idea. He was not only improving his KFC stores, he was improving KFC itself. He was very close with the colonel, but his passion wasn't fried food. His passion was not fried chicken. He loved hamburgers. So he started his own hamburger joint in the late 1960s. And he did it when the landscape already had Burger King, Burger Queen, Hardee's, McDonald's, BBF, Burger Chef, White Castle, Crystals, In-N-Out, and a whole bunch more. Everyone was saying, we don't need one more fast food place selling hamburgers. But Dave Thomas went for quality, and he went for flavor. And he was doing it at a time when every other burger joint went for fast by putting up dozens of pre-made burgers. You walk into a McDonald's in the late 60s, early 70s, and you would be met with a holding unit that would have 60 or 100 burgers waiting for you to order it. Wendy's went for fresh, and they figured out a way to do it fast. Now, if you're telling me your local Wendy's and slow and their food sucks and they're not any good because they're fast food, I'm sorry. I ran the fifth highest volume Wendy's in the world and we were fast. It was all about following the procedures and then caring about your products and your guests. You want to be great, you got to have delicious, flavorful food and you got to get it out in a reasonable amount of time. Those two things have to happen. You want to be successful in this business and you just really don't know what to sell? It's real, real simple. What are you passionate about? You want to be the dude that sells ice to the Eskimos. You want to sell what makes you proud. You want to sell your family's recipes. You want to sell flavor and you're going to be rewarded with long lines. Now your success depends upon your service just like it did at Wendy's. They figured out how to achieve fresh in an era of pre-made heat lamp hamburgers. Now, McDonald's still sold a whole bunch with a Wendy's setting right next door. But guess what? That Wendy's sold a whole bunch too. Now, you want to know what the top trucks of my clients are? By far and away, taco trucks and Latin variations. But what they have is flavor. Tacos are number one. You're going, but Bill, the builder you work with is out of Texas. So yeah, it's going to be Latin food. Guess what? I live in Florida. I live in a teeny tiny town of 6,200 people. We have five taco trucks. Five taco trucks for 6,200 people. Tacos have flavor. People recognize tacos. They're becoming a comfort food for the average American. There's a reason why tacos are popular. It's because it has flavor. It's recognizable. 
The next most popular out of my group of 280 is soul food, or if you want to call it comfort food. It's typically family recipes that have flavor. Soul food, number two. Number three, amazingly, is barbecue. And again, more flavor. And barbecue also has that ability to be really, really fast. And then this next one's going to be a surprise to a lot of people, and that is Caribbean foods. And again, more flavor. Caribbean foods can be very spicy and certainly different than Latin foods, certainly different than South American foods and Latin American foods. So the Caribbean flavors are somewhat different, and it doesn't have to be one particular island. It can be Jamaican. It can be, uh, I have one that's from Haiti. I have several that are from some of the smaller islands in the chain. It's all about flavor again. A couple that are from Puerto Rico, still flavor. Asian foods is next. I have several Asian, but they're not one particular variety of Asian. I have Thai trucks, I have Korean trucks, I have Filipino trucks. They're all equally successful with their products because why? Flavor. And then I have a whole bunch of trucks that are chef-driven, but they're intelligent about being chef-driven. They also have a core menu. The core menu is comfort foods, Foods that people recognize. And if they don't want to try the fancy chef-driven things, they can default to the burgers, the wings, or the hot dogs that they sell. But I have several chef-driven trucks that do pastas and do other really interesting food varieties that you wouldn't expect to come off a food truck. But they all got flavor. Even the chef-driven ones. The ones with the complicated menus. They got flavor. So you want to be successful in this business? It comes down to you being passionate. This business has to be your passion. Cooking with flavor and guest service must be in your blood. Otherwise, this becomes a job real fast. Once your food truck becomes a job to you, sadly, it's going to be time to quit and find something that you love. Life is way too short to be doing something you dread getting up to do every day. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades-old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.